last time Becky will ever hand me the reins. <laughs> She's like, edit, delete, edit, 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 delete, 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 delete. Erica's the worst. Spell you are my life now. Hi everyone and welcome to OTP, aka One True Pairing. I'm Erica and today I'm running solo like Han Solo. Marissa's off doing her own pretty woman thing. So this is my show for this episode at least. This is our first mini-sode for Romance Awareness Month and I'm super excited about it because I have the fabulous Francesca from the romance blog Under the Covers. So Francesca, tell everyone hello. Hello everybody. Francesca is one of the founding members of Under the Covers, which is a wonderful romance blog that if you've never read, you should definitely check out. And since we're trying to hit all angles of the romance community, including reviewers, we're super happy to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm very excited to be here. Can you tell us a little bit about yourself and maybe a little bit about your blog? Okay, so... um well, basically, there isn't a whole lot to say about me other than I'm obsessed with books, planners, shoes, and elephants. Elephants? I know. I collect them. I'm obsessed. I'm kind of cool with that. Since that's, childhood. That's awesome. <laughs> and give us just a quick one-liner about the blog. Under the Covers is a romance blog, although we have expanded a little bit into other genres, into thrillers, young adult, historical fiction, but mainly it's a romance uh, blog. That's what we love to read. That's what we love to talk about. And we just like to fangirl on about it. Brilliant. So you're in the right spot. So since this is our first romance awareness mini-sode, we're going to keep this really short and sweet. We're going to start with your romance OTP, Francesca, and then we're going to have some questions for you that relate to your work on romance. How's that sound? That sounds wonderful. Before we get into that, though, some timely news that surrounds a little bit of erotica. Let's talk a little bit about this whole Bigfoot erotica scandal that has now shockingly hit Washington politics. A little backstory, um, there is a Virginia congressman who is actually a Republican who at some point, I guess over the course of his lifetime, decided he was going to write two or three just like pieces of fanfic about why women were super into Bigfoot. And he tweeted out a picture of a nude Bigfoot with like a centered thing over his gentlemanly parts. And his his opponent immediately tweeted back, like retweeted the post saying, well, this is the degenerate that you want to hire. He writes Bigfoot erotica and all this stuff. And I think, well, actually, I just started uh, following the story when you told me about it. So I've been kind of like under a rock for a couple of days in terms of politics. But the whole thing with Bigfoot erotica and dino erotica and sci-fi alien romance, that's been around for a long time. It's actually kind of funny because we do cover some of that on the blog. And I find that it's really funny how it's made a big splash in politics because it seems like a really odd combination but it's just a different kind of romance it's super bizarre jezebel actually wrote an amazing piece on it that i sent you just kind of lampooning this woman for being so turned up her nose snotty about the whole situation and it was i think it's titled in defense of bigfoot or something along those lines saying you know it's been around forever like you said why should anyone be ashamed about reading Bigfoot erotica? A, Bigfoot is not real, so who cares? B, it's a it's a fantasy, yeah, and, and it's fun. And one thing that they mention in the article, if everything is consensual between the characters, why does anybody care? That is super important. It's entertainment, and it's out there for people to read, and I don't like the idea of this woman 
Now, I'm not saying, you know, don't use this as a parameter for voting, but I don't like the idea of her shaming anyone for anything they choose to read or even write. Yeah, it's whatever they enjoy. Like, for example, the ones that we've um, reviewed on the blog. Now, personally, I have only read a few, but we do cover sci-fi romance quite a bit. The whole tentacle porn and all of that, you'll find it on there. And it's really just whatever the reader wants, whatever they, in, in our case, a lot of it has to do with just being kind of bored of plain ordinary heroes. And so who cares? Just yeah. let people enjoy whatever they enjoy. It's not like they're out there actively going and looking for an octopus or something. If you want to daydream about a big six foot five dude who maybe morphs into an octopus, that's totally cool. That's your thing. I'm just really amused that this is A, hit politics, and B, kind of disturbed that people are now looking at the genre as a whole saying, oh, romance, you guys are all psychos with weird fetishes and shit. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like that's just because it hit that one portion of sci-fi romance, but there's all kinds of things in all subgenres of romance, so if they want to start nitpicking it, there's also a lot of crazy, weird stuff that happens in thrillers. So, okay, maybe it's not Bigfoot, but it can be. I don't know. I'm sure there's a thriller out there that has that. Exactly. Um, So I, transitioning slightly from this, I'm going to (laughs) assume your OTP is not someone who is a tentacle monster They're which if it is no judgment <laughs> no judgment and my OTPs are always changing so I don't have I'm not loyal to anybody which is probably bad that's not bad but I do have I have one that's old um, which is John Matthew and Sex from the Black Dagger Brotherhood series we are so twinning <laughs> stop it <laughs> You have no idea how many times I talk about the Black Tiger Brotherhood in this room. <laughs> They're like my favorite series, brothers, whatever. But John Matthew will always be special for me. I mean, his story develops throughout the whole series, and he's gone through so much. He can't speak. And he's kind of like really sweet in a way. And then he gets paired up with this total badass, very like not feminine at all, Warrior, And I just really love the uh, difference and the fact that he really softens her up. That was love or mine, BT dubs. Yes. I just, I like I said, I'm so fucking obsessed with the Black Tiger Brotherhood. My favorites of them is um, Zetas and Bella. Yeah, they're just, probably my second. Really just because of the last scene in that book. Now, I can ask you if we ship it or skip it, but I kind of feel like just based on my response, I most definitely ship them. I think we might be long lost twins. I think so, too. So this is the moment that we've all been waiting for. We want to talk about you. I've got a few questions for you about your story and your blog and the romance industry and how it's grown as you've been watching it. So where did you start your romance journey? Like, what was your gateway book or drug that brought you in? Well, it was actually kind of weird because I never actually read romance before. So when I was young, my parents were both readers, but definitely not romance in the house. So I read a lot of Agatha Christie, a lot of nonfiction. And then I got into Harlequin Presents all of a sudden when I was 18. I did that for a year, but I couldn't even tell you one book that I read during that time. I think the genre itself made an impression, but not any of the books that I read. Um, And then I stopped reading for a while and I went back to reading into urban fantasy and paranormal romance was my gateway into romance because I was running out of urban fantasy and young adult. So 
let's try the romance thing with the vampires. And that's kind of where the Black Dagger Brotherhood um, came around and all of that, although they weren't the first that I tried. But probably the one book or author that stands out that really cemented me reading uh, romance was Megan Hart, and the book was Broken. I know that one. <laughs> I know that one. Very nice. I was, Good gateway. I was actually like not really looking forward to reading contemporary. That I was always against it. I'm like, oh, what could be so interesting about just regular people? And I feel like her books, because then once I read that one, I binged everything she had released at the time. And she was like the one author that told me, yes, you can write like really deep, emotional, moving stories, and they can be about regular people. So that is awesome. So what about reading? What about reading those books really hooked you? Like, what drew you in? just to the genre and made you want to explore it more? So for me, I think it's just the stories and the characters, really getting lost in another character in somebody else's life. And if the author can really make me feel what they're going through, it's an experience that probably I'll never get to have myself because they're in different situations. So it's like exploring different worlds um, in somebody else's shoes. What are your thoughts on the new kind of contemporary romances where your main dude is super rich. I was never big into the billionaire stuff, so it's not something that I tend to go for. I think that I'm always going against whatever's trending in terms of what I'm reading because the rom-coms, the billionaires, all of that, bikers when they were big, I was kind of reading the opposite. But I think that if they can be done well, there's some that are good. So like when the bi- the biker thing, which I'm a big fan of, when the biker thing was huge, were you reading, I don't know, like sweet romances? I tend not to read a lot of sweet romances. Like I search sweet romances only when I'm in the mood for something like that or if I just read something really heavy and I want to get in a fluffy kind of mood. But um, with the biker romances, I read some and I like some that are dark. I just don't seek them out in general. Like, you know, Madeline Sheehan. Mm-hmm. Um, I really love that series. And that's biker romance and it's pretty dark and gritty. What's your, what would be your genre of choice or your subgenre of choice for romance? Paranormal romance. Always paranormal? Yeah. Tell us a little bit about the blog. How did you, when did you start it? Like, what's the history? What was the impetus? Okay, so we started in 2011, and it started with three of us, so Annie, Suzanne, and myself. And it was really a lot of our friends on Goodreads. Back then, Goodreads was, like, a nice community for readers. Now it's not the same, but that's where we all sort of met because one is from Canada, one's from the U.K., and I'm here in the United States. And we were in a group together, Black Tiger Brotherhood. Nice. Book. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> um, it all goes back to J.R. Ward. It always does. <laughs> so we had a lot of our other friends that were starting blogs, and we were kind of tempted about it, but knew it was going to be a lot of work. But we took the plunge. It was just the three of us. But I think that the thing that works for us is that we were already friends before that, and we ended up working really well together. And then our fourth member, Angela, she was also a friend of ours from the group, and she joined us later on. So one of the goals that we have for Romance Awareness Month is to try and continue the destigmatization of romance as a genre and as something that people enjoy and consume. So why do you think people continue to bash romance? For me, it's like it's the red lipstick in a down economy. It's the kind of thing that people always buy no matter what's happening around them. And the fact that it's such a perpetual business, like a smart business move, moneymaker and the people behind it are so intelligent it drives me 
bonkers that people still look down their nose. Hence, you know, stupid congresswoman talking shit about Bigfoot romance. Why do you yeah. think that continues? I think it's just the fact that romance is about emotions and it has an emotional connection with the reader and what, is, and what it stirs in readers. And in general, society just doesn't want to talk about it and that's never given any importance. And it, it is always seen as something that, oh, well, women are more emotional and women want to like talk about that kind of stuff. So it's the same in other areas of life. So I feel it just translates into books as well. But hopefully more, more people will be open to, to reading it because I feel like if they try it, that's why they just talk so bad about it, because they just never try it. So thematically, since romances have, there are so many different flavors of romance that you can dive into. Thematically, what do you think really makes books enjoyable for readers? Like, which, which themes do you think are the most enjoyable? I think it's whatever themes allow the reader to escape and get into a world that they actually want to. So it can be something really dark. It can be something really funny. Um, but it depends on each individual reader, whatever whatever they need, whatever they want to explore. Is there a particular just like gateway portion of the genre that you think would make sense for a, a newbie reader? Like I personally would never tell someone who's never read a romance before, hey, pick up a Joanna Wilde motorcycle romance. No. Absolutely not. No. It's no. Where where would you start people? I think it also depends what background they're coming from. Like That's I don't true. think there's one thing that would generally fit everybody. But for example, if somebody's into reading um, thrillers or mysteries, then I would look for something that's a romantic thriller or a romantic mystery and just let them take baby steps into the genre. So maybe like a uh, like a Karen Rose. Yep, she might be good, or like a JD Robb. Exactly. So. That's about it for today. Uh, thanks so much for being on the show, Francesca. Is there anything you want our listeners to know about where to find you, uh, what to follow, etc.? Okay, so you guys can always follow us um, on the blog at underthecoversbookblog.com, also on social media. So on Facebook, we're at underthecoversbookblog, and Instagram and Twitter, we're at utcbookblog. And we also have a YouTube channel, which is underthecoversbookblog. That's pretty friggin' cool. I love that you have a YouTube channel. It's amazing. <laughs> Don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Congressional hopefuls in Virginia, Riggleman and Cockburn, should you decide to join us, we would love reading reviews from you and anyone else who's listening to us right now because we want to make the show even better, especially for our followers who love Bigfoot porn. Please follow us on Twitter at OTP underscore pod. Cheers. One True Pairing is lovingly produced by our goddess, Becky Celestina, with support from Alexander Abnos and Katie Ferguson. The senior editor of Macmillan Podcasts is Alyssa Martino. To find out more about OTP and all of Macmillan's other awesome shows, visit us at us.macmillan.com slash podcasts. Listener.